You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schliff. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today is going to be another kind of news and notesy day. I'm assuming you can tell by the title, which I have yet to determine. Um, I want to start off by talking about Mr. Colin Kaepernick. This is my uh, third attempt at recording. Um, first of all, because my all I wanted to do was do news and notes, and I ended up talking about this for kind of a long time. And then I thought, maybe I'll just do a full episode on it, and then I thought, no. So attempt number three is going to be we're going to go back to the original plan, spend a little bit more time on Kaepernick than some of the other news, but um, hopefully have some time to get through to some other stuff. Um, the, the reason I'm wanting to talk about it is twofold. One, there's a bit of news coming out about him, and then two, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, over 300 episodes, and I've done a really good job of not stepping on people's toes but, you know, the longer I do it, I just the less I care about your toes, to be just completely honest. I'm sure they're great toes. I, I just don't, I don't care. And all I really want to do is make sure that we fully understand, because the thing that annoys me about this is that there's two sides, like most things. We, we have to have two sides to everything. There should be probably like five, six, seven sides, but we no, we can't do that. It has to only be two, and they have to be the most ridiculous sides, and that's all that we can talk about. And I have to listen... To these two sides that are both not very smart, try to talk about something, and I just can't handle it. So all I want to do is do a little bit of a timeline to discuss things as they happened in order so that at least going forward we have some correct information because I'm so tired of hearing this story get told over and over again and just thinking, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. So the first thing I would like to do right now is for you to think in your own brain to the best of your ability what is the story not just specifically like the 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 broader point well it's about this no no tell me what's what what happened like sum up in your brain right now what was the timeline of events because i'm willing to i was wrong when i dug a little bit deeper and it's it's almost like the telephone game and i've done that a million times on this podcast where i'll say something because i'll read it you know, whether it's PFF or whatever, and it's like, oh, he wasn't that good. And somehow, over the course of months, I won't look at it again, but it'll go from, you know, he wasn't that great to, you need to remember he was pretty bad, to he was terrible. And, you know, by the end of it, I'm talking super trash about somebody, and then I get called out like, you know he wasn't that bad. And it's like, just wait and see. And I go back and look. Sure enough, I had just gone off into crazy town. I had no idea that I had just completely misconstrued and and contorted the reality in my own mind. I allowed myself to take it to further and further extremes without checking myself because it just, I don't know, it's just a thing. So go ahead and do yourself a favor and try to think what it is you believe. And then let's go through the timeline of events. Because I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear that, you know, this is what, this is not what happened, man. Beyond that, I don't know. There's a huge pile of, of things to talk about. If it takes about a half hour to get through Kaepernick, we're done in a half hour, and I won't move on to other things. If it's done in 15 minutes, which it probably won't, because I can tell I'm tired, and I'm uh, 
a little grumpy at the moment. Kids weren't listening, so I'm, I'm just going to... Yeah, this is probably going to take the whole time. But let's go all the way back. Let's just rewind that machine, man. Let's go into the Wayback Machine, go back to 2012. The, the really great thing about this, and again, I'm guilty of it too, so I'm going to yell at you, but understand I'm, I'm also the problem. What's amazing to me is that we all have Google, and we're all brilliant enough geniuses to know how Google works, but we never really use it. And even if we do, you know what, what else Google has? You have the ability to pick dates and times. So like if you type in Colin Kaepernick, you're going to get all the recent news, which by the way, let's talk about the recent news. Uh, the most, most recent, for those that don't know why I'm bringing up Kaepernick, you haven't been paying attention, um, he has decided to settle out of court or whatever. They, they, they came to a settlement, the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. The details probably aren't going to come out. Um, and basically what it means is he's promising not to sue the NFL anymore for a presumably large sum of money. It doesn't mean he's going to stop talking trash or stop accusing them of racism. It doesn't mean any of that. It doesn't mean he's not going to keep pursuing a job. It just means he'll stop suing them on this issue. It's now settled. That portion is now settled. Prior to that, the news came out that the AAF had reached out to him and Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow said, no, thank you. Colin Kaepernick said, I'll think about it, but I need $20 million. And the AAF uh, kindly explained to him that they, they, they could offer him roughly $70,000. Because I think that's about what they're paying. It's some something like that. It's under a hundred. It's like seventy or eighty thousand, and then it goes up every year. But that that was the most hilarious thing I had seen in a very long time. That he wanted twenty million dollars from the AAF. Dude isn't worth twenty million dollars in his prime. I mean, I mean, we'll get there. But the most insane thing I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, the the only thing I can think is I hope the XFL starts paying big money to players. But even the XFL wouldn't be dumb enough to pay Colin Kaepernick $20 million. As much as I would love for him to get back into football, he, he's got to lower that number. That is insane. But anyways, that was the most recent news. But let's go back to 2012. And the, the, actually, the really cool thing about doing this is that when you go before the incident that we all think of, which is such a small piece of this puzzle, which is why this whole thing drives me nuts, the, the kneeling thing, to me, in my opinion, is so small compared to the big picture, but that's all we want to talk about is that. Drives me nuts. But the cool thing is, every article that was written prior to that didn't know that that was going to happen, therefore we don't have this whole narrative spin where each side needs to pull and twist everything to make it look like something, either make him look like an evil person or make him look like he's the greatest person to ever walk the earth. He's basically, you know, the football equivalent of Gandhi. No, we don't know any of that, so we don't have to put spin on things. We just treat him like an actual quarterback, and it's glorious. But here is an article written November 29th by Bucky Brooks, uh, 2012 at 3.21 p.m. Colin Kaepernick over Alex Smith. Jim Harbaugh elevates 49ers. That obviously is the title. Let's keep reading. What is Jim Harbaugh doing in San Francisco? That's a question some folks are asking after the San Francisco 49ers head coach named Colin Kaepernick the starter despite the healthy return of Alex Smith. In making the decision, Harbaugh opts for a second-year player with two career starts over an eight-year pro with a 19-5-1 record since Harbaugh's arrival in 2011. So let's just, again, let's just drop it. Forget all that stuff. Go back to how crazy of a moment this was. You got Alex Smith, and granted, not as great as everybody had kind of hoped. But still, at, at worst, what is he? He, he? Joe Flacco? Is he, is he he's, he's a good, solid quarterback that can maybe get you there? 
and he's got all this record, and he's got all this stuff, and all of a sudden, Colin Kaepernick, and we're talking middle of the season. This isn't like we're starting fresh next year. Middle of the season, and they're having a good season. Alex Smith lost one game. I think his record at this point was 5-1. and one. You have a successful, talented team at 5-1, and one, and Jim Harbaugh steps up and says, we're switching quarterbacks. That's a little crazy. We'll continue on with the next paragraph. While some have suggested this bold decision will undermine San Francisco's Super Bowl chances due to Kaepernick's inexperience, I believe the move to a more athletic playmaker will reap huge benefits for the 49ers in the short and long term. And then he goes on to kind of explain some of his attributes and um, whatever. So, So this is the genesis of everything. This is how it started. It was an unbelievably bold move, but Jim Harbaugh saw him. Tons of talent. Crazy. Super talented guy, right? Athletic for days. So what happens? Well, actually, and by the way, I was wrong. Uh, Alex Smith at this particular point in time was 6-2-1. and one, So still a pretty solid record. So they went into the bye week. They come out of their bye week. Alex Smith ties with the St. Louis Rams. The next week, they go to play the Chicago Bears. They decide, we're going with Kaepernick. He beats the Bears. They beat the Saints. They lose to the Rams. He beats the Dolphins, he beats the Patriots, they lose to the Seahawks, and then they beat the Arizona Cardinals. The record is 11-4-1, Colin Kaepernick went 5-2, and two, and they're going to the playoffs. They go in to play the Green Bay Packers, obviously there's no reason to rehash that nightmare. He ran wild, you know, the, the team as a whole ran for 250-some yards or whatever it was. Packers lose 45-31. to 31. Then they go and play the Atlanta Falcons and beat them 28-24, to and they go to the Super Bowl. Again, just a reminder how crazy this is. You have a good team. You have a, a moderately good quarterback, a decent quarterback. You're winning football games. You have a winning record. You are a playoff-caliber team, and you bench Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick, and you go to the Super Bowl. They lost, but it was 31-34, to and it was the whole controversial lights went out thing crazy game. I think this is the one. Pretty sure. But the Ravens win and just barely. I mean, it, it was it was so close to Colin Kaepernick coming in halfway through the season and taking them to not only the playoffs, not only the Super Bowl, but winning the Super Bowl. It was, it was I mean, three points. Three points is the difference in that game. So that's pretty incredible, right? So 2014 rolls around. Kaepernick is kind of all the buzz. Um, Joe Montana actually didn't really like him and kind of foresaw what was to come which we'll get to it, but essentially what he said is, listen, he's super athletic, talented dude, but at the end of the day, this guy is no good under pressure, and if you want to play in the NFL these days, you got to be better under pressure. That was his thought process going toward Colin Kaepernick. Well, first of all, just to be clear, looking at pro football focus, he was graded as good that year. Not elite, not very good. He was graded as good. I think he was like the 17th best quarterback, which is to say not even quite in the top half. I think as a passer, he was top 10, as in he was 10th, which is good. I mean, again, he was good, but just kind of keeping it in perspective. 2013 season rolls around. It's Kaepernick all day. The week one, they go on to play the Packers. They beat the Packers. Uh, they lose their next two, but they just go on an absolute tear. They end the season this time 12-4. and four. They beat the Packers again in the playoffs, this time in the wild card. They beat the Carolina Panthers, but lose to the Seattle Seahawks in the conference championship. Colin Kaepernick had a 58.4 completion percentage, which is pretty low, 3,197 yards, which is not great, 21 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. 
Pro Football Focus graded him as an average quarterback in 2013. Now, the team was great, and Kaepernick was was a big part of that. You know, his, obviously what he can do with his legs is pretty incredible. But he was graded as average. 2014, suddenly things start to turn a little bit. If you just search 2014 Colin Kaepernick, it's a very different tone. The very first thing is, you know, Colin Kaepernick responds to sexual assault rumors. Turns out to be nothing. Then you have the 10 best Photoshop shaming Colin Kaepernick. You click on it, and it's all about, you know, I, I will not try Sherman's side. And there's a, a photo of him saying, so which guys are on my team? In 2014, he was also in trouble for using inappropriate language. And apparently the inappropriate language he used was the N-word. So that's not great. Let me read another article. This is from the USA Today. This is 2014. Remember, all this speculation and stuff about kneeling was in 2016. This is 2014. Here's how the article starts. The San Francisco 49ers have played out the 2014 season under a proverbial dark cloud amid internal discord and speculation that this season will be Coach Jim Harbaugh's last with the team. Was it really only two years ago that Harbaugh and quarterback Colin Kaepernick were the darlings of the 2013 Super Bowl run as the 49ers became one of the league's most dangerous teams? Quote, it's almost like their window of opportunity is about to pass them by. Here they were, built to the point of being so close to winning it all, to being in the NFC Championship game, to being in the Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden they're struggling to keep things afloat, former 49ers quarterback Jeff Garcia told USA Today Sports. San Francisco, at 7-6, and six, might still be alive in the NFC West wildcard race, but a loss at Seattle this weekend could have the Niners bordering on irrelevancy in the final two weeks of the season and leave San Francisco senior management owner and CEO Jed York and general manager Trent Baalke to major decisions uh, to make major decisions about Harbaugh's stature and future of the 49ers. Well, they did lose to Seattle, and then they lost to Oakland, and then they lost to Seattle again, and then they lost to the Chargers, and then they beat the uh, Arizona Cardinals by three points. So after that article was written, they went on to win, lose their next four and beat the Cardinals by three points. They ended the season 8-8, eight and eight, third in the division. Colin Kaepernick, who, you know, again, completion percentage was never very good. 60.5 completion percentage, 3,369 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's crazy. PFF again graded him as average in 2014. But things are clearly already in a downward spiral. And we're already talking about the possibility that maybe Kaepernick wasn't all that great to begin with. He's never thrown for a lot of yards. His touchdown-to-interception ratio has never been very good. His, his completion percentage has been pretty terrible throughout his career. PFF has never graded him very high. And now, just after two years, things are completely imploding. So now we move on to uh, 2015. Again, let's not forget, 2016 in the preseason is when the first picture of Colin Kaepernick sitting during the National Anthem happened. This is 2015. Let's take a look at a few of these articles here from 2015. Here's one for October 8th. Colin Kaepernick is the NFL's least efficient passer, but the 49ers should still start him, and here's why. I'll start with the second paragraph, because the first one just sort of highlights his, you know, the start to his career, which we already talked about. Here's the second paragraph. But the 49ers roster has been decimated since the Super Bowl appearance, and with that, Kaepernick's production has significantly declined. He went from being an extremely efficient quarterback in 2012 to a very good one in 2013 to a below-average one in 2014. This year, Kaepernick has been the least efficient passer in the NFL as measured by adjusted net yards per attempt. The graph below shows Kaepernick's adjusted net yards per attempt average in each of each year since 2012 alongside the league average rates. As you can see, the steady decline has been remarkable for a young 
young quarterback who should be entering his his prime years. Given this trajectory, is it time for the 49ers to move on from Kaepernick? So it shows in 2012 because you can't see it. He was at 7.55, league average is 5.93, so way above. Second year, 6.65 compared to 5.87, it's above. His third year, 5.58 compared to 6.15, he's below the average. Then, the NFL average was 6.34, this is 2015. His average, 3.46. It plummeted, and it's been going straight down ever since. Now, they went on to explain why this is happening, and they said prior to this, when Kaepernick was just starting out, Jim Harbaugh focused on the run game. So they would run, 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 and then they would destroy you with the deep pass. And that severely inflated his statistics, right? Especially when you're looking at net yards per attempt. Well, when a lot of your passes are play-action passes deep, that's going to inflate your, your statistics. So what they're saying is, as people have been leaving, in other words, they don't have Frank Gore anymore. He went over to Indianapolis, and by the way, he took a swipe at his old quarterback, saying they're nothing compared to Andrew Luck. You, you've, you've got a bunch of other people leaving. They said the, the ground game isn't there anymore. Jim Tomsuluk isn't able to do what, what uh, Harbaugh did. So now Kaepernick just has to be a quarterback. You can't just, just beat people after, you know, it's run, 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 run anymore. He has to be a quarterback, and he's not able to do it. Here's another headline. This is October 23rd. Colin Kaepernick's regression. Can San Francisco 49ers fix the quarterback? Again, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because we keep hearing how he was this great quarterback. He's so good. He's elite. And then he took a knee, and then they kicked him off the team. It is such a nonsense thing, and we're, we're not even there yet because that's not even close to what happened. But this, I'm just showing you. This is 2015 we're talking about. This is the world we lived in in 2015. Colin Kaepernick's regression. Can San Francisco fix him? In other words, he's broken. What's going on? I don't know, but maybe it's time to move on. This is written by Brian Billick, October 23rd. Quote, I have been one of the biggest advocates and admirers of Colin Kaepernick and his brilliant raw abilities. However, as I watch the fifth-year quarterback play, I'm reminded of what legendary college coach Jerry Claiborne said to a promising young player. Son, your potential is going to get me fired. That's how the thing starts. You want to talk to me about how he was a great quarterback and he's only out of the league because of a knee? Come on now. Remember that article Bucky Brooks wrote in 2012 talking about how it was a good move? He was correct. It was a great move to, to move on from Alex Smith and bring on Colin Kaepernick. They almost won a Super Bowl that year. Here's Bucky Brooks writing in October 1st. Here's the headline. Colin Kaepernick struggles. Do the 49ers have a franchise quarterback? The very first question, the way, the way this article starts, is it time to pull the plug on Colin Kaepernick? Why are we even asking that question? He's an elite quarterback. He's awesome. He's one of the best in the NFL. What is everybody talking about? Obviously, we remember everything perfectly. Quote, that's the question floating around the San Francisco 49ers in the wake of their franchise quarterback's horrendous performance against the Arizona Cardinals in Week 3. By the way, I think he threw four interceptions in that game. The fifth-year pro stat line from last Sunday is ghastly. 9 of 19 for 67 yards, 0 touchdowns, and 4 interceptions. There you go, including a pair of pick sixes and San Francisco's 47-7 loss. At a time when quarterbacks are seemingly evaluated on a week-to-week basis, the abysmal performance has put the spotlight squarely on Kaepernick and Kaepernick heading into a Week 4 contest against the unbeaten Green Bay Packers. By the way, we did beat them. Now, Bucky Brooks does go on to say, after analyzing it, I believe he's going to bounce back. Right? He's a believer to the end. There's also a report that he got into a fight with Alden Smith, which, by the way, is something else that's underlying here. The, the sexual assault thing that I was talking about, not super great. No files were, no charges were filed, 
But the report didn't sound super great as far as like a group of guys getting together, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, and a lady who was one minute in a room with a bunch of guys walking in and she's freaking out next minute she wakes up in a hospital and doesn't remember very much. That's not super great, right? There's also all these other fights that are going on. Colin Kaepernick refutes reports Alden Smith damaged his car. There's talk about they were fighting in practice over a woman. Granted, Alden Smith's not the greatest character in the world, but there seems to be a pattern that we're going to continue to talk about here. But anyways, as the season goes on, let's take a look at Pro Football Focus. This is the 2015 season. So in week three, that that game that we talked about, 47.4 completion percentage, 67 total yards, 3.5 yards per attempt, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. He graded out about as low as you could possibly grade out. He goes against the Packers. Packers beat him. He has a 52% completion percentage. He grades out terribly. Against the Giants, he's average. Against Baltimore, he's average. Against Seattle, he's terrible. Against the Rams, he's terrible. Against Atlanta, guess what? He got benched. He got benched. And the reason I put the emphasis on it is because this is another another story that's told that everybody seems to get wrong, or at least a lot of people do. He wasn't benched because he protested. This is a year before he ever protested. He was benched for Blaine Gabbert, who is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He was benched. And I know, oh, no, no, he wasn't benched. He was put on IR. No, 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 no. He was benched first. You don't believe me? Trust me, I got a huge pile of articles I can read to you. Want me to find one? Okay, let's find one. This is a Sports Illustrated article. Colin Kaepernick benched completes a painful fall from grace for the 49ers. This is written November 3rd, 2015. Again, you can look it up, man. I'm not making this up. Go look it up. Google it. Starting a little bit further down here. Two years removed from their last NFC Championship game visit, the 49ers may be as far from competing for a title as any team in the league. That quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, will reportedly be benched this week for Blaine Gabbard, who hasn't started a game since 2013 and hasn't won in three years. The 49ers punted on their season and on Kaepernick's future with the team by making that decision. It was just in June of 2014 that Kaepernick signed a contract extension through 2020 worth a possible $114 million. The front office hedged its bets, though, essentially making Kaepernick's contract a year-to-year proposition. If he's on the roster on April 1st next year, the entire 2016 base salary of $11.9 million becomes guaranteed. The same goes for April 1st, 2017, when $14.5 million comes due. Here's the next sentence. There is almost no chance of that now. Kaepernick will be cut or traded in the offseason. Again, 2015. So everybody's saying no chance Kaepernick's back. They're going to dump him. Why in the world would you ever pay this bum $12 million? He's not worth $12 million. You want to know why I was just laughing a second ago that he wants $20 million from the AAF? The most amount of money he made was in 2016, the year that everybody said he wasn't even going to be on the team. The 49ers would never bring him back because he's not worth $12 million. They brought him back. We're not there yet. We'll get there. But just to be clear, 2015, he never took a knee, nothing. He gets benched. He's not hurt. He got benched for Blaine Gabbert. And the idea that he was benched because he was hurt or any of this nonsense, I've just read you two years of articles from people who are Colin Kaepernick proponents who never knew anything about a scandal because there's never been one, talking about teammates that aren't getting along with him, talking about his play being terrible, talking about possible things going on off the field. Things are not good. Continuing on, his fall from grace has been both swift and public. Kaepernick came off the bench to lead San Francisco Super Bowl run in 2012, supplanting an injured Alex Smith. He was the unquestioned starter of the next season as the 49ers posted a 12-4 mark and won two more playoff games. 
But Kaepernick's play has slid in concert with the 49ers' implosion, and the on-field issues have been just part of the concern. Now, let's continue on. I've been talking about some issues, right? Because this guy's a hero, everybody loves him. Let's see what Jay Glazer has to say. Fox's Jay Glazer reported on his network pregame show a week back that Kaepernick is on an island in that locker room. CBS's Jason La Confora added on, tweeting Monday that newly traded tight end Vernon Davis was among those sick of Kaepernick walking around team headquarters with headphones on all day, all but confirming multiple reports of Kaepernick's reclusive approach to his teammates. So he's a terrible leader, he's a terrible teammate, he has off-the-field concerns, and he's a terrible quarterback. That everybody said after 2015, after being benched for Blaine Gabbert, was never going to come back because who in their right mind would ever give this man $12 million? He's not worth that. Is that the story that you manufactured in your head prior to me talking about what happened, what the timeline and series of events were? Because it wasn't mine. That's not what I remembered. But I went back and looked at it, and guess what? This is what happened. This isn't a debate. This is real life. This is history. This is what happened. I'm not making this up. I'm not manufacturing it. It's not up for debate. Here's an NFL article, published November 4th, 2015, by Steve Weish. Colin Kaepernick's benching reflects rapid turn of 49ers' fortunes. Let me say that again. November 4th, 2015. What year did he take a knee? Oh yeah, 2016. We're not even there yet. If you need some further evidence that he wasn't a good quarterback, at least in 2015, probably a little in 2014, here's this. How about this one? It's uh, USA Today. Seven facts that explain why Colin Kaepernick was just benched for Blaine Gabbert. Let's see. Does it talk about taking a knee? Oh, wait, that didn't happen yet. Did it talk about injury? No, 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 that didn't. He wasn't put on IR yet. No, 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 let's just see. Number seven, Kaepernick started his career 19-7. and seven. Since then, he's now 10-14. and 14. Number six, he's on pace for career lows in pretty much every major stat category. Though San Francisco's first eight games, Kaepernick was on pace to throw 12 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, get sacked 56 times, and have a quarterback rating of 78.8%, all career worse. I don't know if there's supposed to be a percent there, but whatever. Number five, the 49ers haven't scored a touchdown in two games. That's not good. Number four, the 49ers would pay Kaepernick $16.7 million in 2016, but if San Francisco cuts him before April 1st, they would end up saving $6.9 million. Number three, in 2013, Kaepernick averaged 1.3 touchdowns per game against uh, 0.5 interceptions. In 2015, he's averaging 0.75 touchdowns per game against 0.625 interceptions. Number two, from 2012 to 2013, Kaepernick rushed for nine touchdowns. He's rushed for two touchdowns since... Number one, which is fantastic, you can't see it because it's pictures, it says in two years it's gone from this to this. The first picture is them celebrating in the locker room, they're on their way to the Super Bowl. The next picture is Clay Matthews burying his skull into the ground. This is, this is pretty decisive and conclusive stuff. You just have to go to that time period, type in Colin Kaepernick, and I didn't type in anything else, not why is Colin Kaepernick terrible. I just typed in Colin Kaepernick. Type in his name, go back to November, and there you go. Go Just set a time period. I, I have it from August 1st through December 1st. This is what you find. Here's a report from October 29th, 2015. Vernon Davis calls out Kaepernick. Joe Staley defends the quarterback. Here's a piece of that. Tight end Vernon Davis called out Kaepernick and left channel, left tackle Joe Staley jumped to Kaepernick's defense. According to multiple sources and first reported by BarryAreSportsGuy.com, the exchange became heated and may have gotten physical. Again, we got more fights. What is this fight about? Oh, I don't know. The tight end decided that he was going to call out the quarterback and the left tackle went to go fight him. 
Things are getting heated, and what's the heated stuff about? It's about how this quarterback is so trash. And also, by the way, he's a terrible teammate. Later that year, they decided they were going to put Colin Kaepernick on IR, effectively ending his season. Now, we can speculate how serious his injury was or wasn't, and whether or not they needed to do that or it was just sort of whatever, but it doesn't matter. They put him on IR. So now we're in 2015. He's been terrible. Everybody's saying it's over. The 49ers are, are done. This is full collapse mode. And they're going to cut Colin Kaepernick. There's no way they're bringing him back, right? That's what was said. So the next year starts up. He wasn't cut, so his his money became guaranteed. The question is, what team was he going to play for? Well, now you got an uh, article here from ESPN. Sources, Colin Kaepernick's agents request a trade from the 49ers. So he wants out. He's not happy. He wants to go away. So after all this stuff is going on, he's not playing very well. He says, I want out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. Which is not surprising because he doesn't. he's not very well liked there. Well, so here come in the Denver Broncos, and the Denver Broncos are like, all right, we'll, we'll take a look at him. We just lost our quarterback, Manning. We'll take a look at this guy. Here's the caveat, though. The 49ers and the Denver Broncos are trying to work out a trade for Colin Kaepernick, right? The, the 49ers realize this isn't going to work for us, even though we don't have a quarterback. We need a quarterback. He doesn't want to be here. It's, it's a toxic environment. We need to get rid of him. He doesn't want to be here. Let's move on. Denver Broncos say, we'll take him. We'll take him off your hands, whatever. The only thing that's standing in the way, Colin Kaepernick needs to take a pay cut. He refuses. He won't do it. He says, no, I'm not taking a pay cut. So he didn't take a pay cut. So guess who didn't get traded? Colin Kaepernick didn't get traded. So now he's sticking around. Chip Kelly's a new head coach. Kaepernick comes out and he's like, yeah, no, I think it'll be great. You know, Chip Kelly and all that should work out fine. He fully acknowledged, you know, I wasn't playing very well. I had a bunch of injuries. But, uh, you know, I, I did some stuff this offseason, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. So now we get to 2016. So all of this has happened, and there's never once been a mention of anything about Colin Kaepernick in the National Anthem. Not one time ever. This is the backdrop. Then we get all the way to August. Now remember, he was already benched the prior season. He is not the starter of the San Francisco 49ers. That would be Blaine Gabbert. August 26, 2016, a beat reporter take a, takes a picture that shows 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick sitting on the bench while his teammates stand during the national anthem of the NFL preseason game. Quote, it is to protest the injustices that are happening in America, the oppression that is happening in America, Kaepernick told reporters after the game. So this is it. This is the big moment that everybody's talking about. September 1, 2016, Kaepernick continued to protest, but after speaking to U.S. Army veteran Nate Boyer, Kaepernick decided to kneel instead of sitting down as a sign of respect for military personnel. His 49ers teammate Eric Reed joined the protest. Kaepernick pledged to donate $1 million to community groups and social justice causes throughout the country. Now, something else happened on September 1st. At least, maybe it was a little bit before, but here's an article. And he, th- listen, the reason I'm bringing up all this stuff is because I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick not being in the NFL and realize how big this picture is, as opposed to everybody just wants to talk about the kneeling. It's a lot bigger than the kneeling. There's a lot more to this than the kneeling. There's a bigger picture than just the kneeling. And the fact that both sides of this argument, and again, there should be a lot more sides than just two, but there's just two, they both just want to talk about the kneeling. And I'm so bored with that. Who cares? Here is a uh, CBS article by Will Brinson. Colin Kaepernick explains why he wore socks with police pigs on them. Again, bigger picture. All these things add up as to why a team would or wouldn't. And and keep in mind, what have I been saying about Antonio Brown? 
Antonio Brown is maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'm saying he shouldn't be here. Why? He has no off-the-field issues. He has basically no on-the-field issues. The best guy in the NFL, it, 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 I mean, it's just, why? Because he had a spat with, with his quarterback and because he walked away from his team. So, boom, I don't want him. The, this isn't even in the same ballpark. But we're just getting warmed up. We haven't even really gotten started with Colin Kaepernick yet. This is just the backdrop where we talk about there's some off-the-field stuff. He's not a great teammate, and is, is, he's kind of a trash quarterback. That's just the start. Here is his statement regarding the socks. He says, I wore these socks in the past because the rogue cops that are allowed to hold positions in police departments not only put the community in danger, but also put the cops that have the right intentions in danger by creating an environment of tension and mistrust. I have two uncles and friends who are police officers and work to protect and serve all people. So before these socks, which were worn before I took my public stance, are used to distract from the real issues, I wanted to address this immediately. So kind of a weird statement. He wanted to get out in front of it and explain that he has uncles and everything, but he also says that he wears the socks to protest the police department and the rogue cops. Which kind of goes beyond protest, because the whole cops are pigs thing, a little bit too far in my opinion. Right? You don't like injustice, that's cool. You probably don't want to take it that far. But whatever. Okay. So it's, it's a little weird. I mean, it's gone from he's a great quarterback to I don't know what's going on with him, he's not very good, to what, what is happening right now? Like, where, where is all this coming from all of a sudden? So the season starts on September 12th. Colin Kaepernick is not the starting quarterback. Now, remember, it's not because of the protest. Colin Kaepernick didn't end the season last year as the starting quarterback. He is starting the season the exact way he ended last season, which is on the bench. So Blaine Gabbard comes in. They end up winning week one, 28-0 against the Rams. Week two, they lose. They get blown out by the Panthers. Week three, they get blown out by the Seahawks. Week four, they lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Week five, they get destroyed by the Arizona Cardinals. So then week six, guess what happens? Now again, I don't know what your version of the story was, but I know the version I've been hearing. And it's something along the lines of, he played, he was great, he protested, and then he got benched, and then he got kicked off the team. Now, just to summarize how we got to this point, he was a good quarterback. He brought the team to a Super Bowl, which is pretty incredible. Nearly wins the Super Bowl. After that, he begins to decline. Some off-the-field stuff, some rumors about him not being a great teammate. His play just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. He eventually gets benched. He decides he wants to leave. The team wants him to leave, but he won't take a pay cut. So he's still on the team. He sits on the bench. The team is terrible, which, by the way, he ends up doing the protest. Team is terrible, so then what happens? He gets put in. That's interesting, because I, th- I thought he got... No, no, no. After the protest, after this whole thing blows up, and this is in the midst of it, things are super heated. Remember, the season started September 12th. What happens the day before September 12th? September 11th. You got protesting the day after September 11th. It was a little bit heated around here at that time. Chip Kelly and the San Francisco 49ers put Colin Kaepernick in. Why? Because Blaine Gabbard is trash. So they're like, all right, let's put Colin Kaepernick in. Maybe things will get better. First game back, what happens against the Buffalo Bills? 13 of 29, 44.8% completion percentage, 187 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. PFF graded him as horrific. He was horrific against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was terrible against New Orleans. Average against Arizona, then terrible, then pretty good, then horrific, then average, then average, then real good against the Rams, and then terrible. As far as their record starting in week six, here's how they fared with Colin Kaepernick at quarterback, this great elite quarterback. 
They lost to the Buffalo Bills. They lost to the Buccaneers. By week, they lost to the Saints. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the Jets. They lost to the Falcons. Beat the Rams. Lost to the Seahawks. By the way, they beat the Rams by one point. Colin Kaepernick's record was 1-10. 59.2% completion percentage, 2,241 yards, 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Just so we're all clear, some other not-super-great things that took place. Here's an article, November 24, 2016. Colin Kaepernick grilled by Miami Herald reporter over Fidel Castro shirt. For those that aren't quite up on their history, let me just read you a little bit of a blurb about who Fidel Castro is, just to give you an idea of how horrible this little little tidbit is on the Colin Kaepernick uh, little, little train of, of history. This is a shirt he was wearing, and we'll get into what exactly happened, but just so we're clear, this is Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro jailed and tortured political prisoners at a higher rate than Stalin during the Great Terror. He murdered more Cubans in his first three years in power than Hitler murdered Germans in his first six. Fidel Castro shattered, through mass executions, mass jailings, mass larceny, and exile, virtually every family on the island of Cuba. Many opponents of Castro regime qualify as the longest-suffering political prisoners in modern history, having suffered prison camps, forced labor, and torture chambers for a period three times as long in Fidel Castro's gulag as Alexander Solzhenitsyn suffered in Stalin's gulag. Fidel Castro and Che Guevara beat ISIS to the game by over a half a century. As early as January 1959, they were filming their murders for the media shock value. Fidel Castro converted a highly civilized nation with a higher standard of living than much of Europe and swamped with immigrants into a slum sewer ravaged by tropical disease and with the highest suicide rate in the Western Hemisphere. Over 20 times as many people, and counting, have died trying to escape Castro's Cuba as died trying to escape East Germany. Yet prior to Castroism, Cuba received more immigrants per capita than almost any nation on Earth, more than the U.S. did, including the Ellis Island years, in fact. Fidel Castro helped train and fund practically every terror group on Earth. On and on and on and on, right? That's Fidel Castro, real swell guy. So when he was doing a press conference, one of the reporters from Miami decided to question him on this. Now, why would somebody from Miami, a reporter, do this? Let me skip down this article a little bit by the Washington Post. The reporter, who later identified himself as columnist Armando Salguera, a Cuban exile, oh, maybe that's why, asked again about Castro, because he's been pressing about this and Kaepernick keeps pushing it off. Kaepernick replied, I'm not talking about Fidel Castro and his oppression. I'm talking about Malcolm X and what he's done for people, because the t-shirt he was wearing had Fidel Castro and Malcolm X shaking hands and it said like minds think alike. The article continues that had the reporter accusing Kaepernick of changing the conversation because it was quote uncomfortable to talk about Castro who remains a largely reviled figure in Miami's sizable community of Cuban immigrants. At that point and this is where it gets so wonderful for Kaepernick he praised the initiative the social initiative of the revolutionary turned politician, meaning Castro. He praised Fidel Castro. Here's what he had to say. One thing that Fidel Castro did, um, one thing he did do, is they have a highest literacy rate because they invest more in the education system than they do in the prison system. Wow, what a great guy. Which, by the way, I think that's nonsense. Would you like to know why they have a high literacy rate? Who do you think reports the literacy rates? It's probably the government, right? You know who else who I'd bet has a really high literacy rate? North Korea. Because, you know, they lie. (laughs) That's just unbelievable. 
Fidel Castro is an evil human being. He is a murderous, evil human being. And Colin Kaepernick wore a t-shirt with Fidel Castro on it, a murderous dictator on the order of Adolf Hitler. And again, just to be clear, we're talking about maybe some little faux pas that... And, and okay, listen, maybe he's just not educated. Maybe Kaepernick just doesn't really know this stuff. And he's kind of super into stuff that he's not super, you know, well-versed in. You know, he, I mean, he's real into it. He's all about social change, and that's cool. But maybe he just decides to go a little too far sometimes. Like, you know, cops are pigs, and Fidel Castro's cool because he invests in schools. Also murders children and, and evil, you know, it, it's whatever. But they have a really high literacy rate. They all can read. It's fantastic. So, again, I'm a GM. And I'm trying to figure out who I want to bring on my team. And we're all talking about kneeling. Do you think I care even the littlest bit about kneeling? Which, by the way, do I need to read a list of players that have knelt? How about Kevin King? Do you think I care that Kevin King sat down on the bench? Do you think I care that Lance Kendricks and Kevin King and and Martellus Bennett sat during the night? I don't care. It might bother me a little bit if Kevin King wears a Fidel Castro t-shirt or a Cops or Pigs pair of socks. But I don't care about about sitting for the National Anthem. I really don't care. If you want to stand for positive change, please go ahead and do that. Stand up for something. If you want to defend Fidel Castro, I got a little bit of a problem with that. So then what happens after this? Did he get booted off the team? Eh, not quite. March 3rd, 2017. Here's an article, uh, ESPN article. Colin Kaepernick opts out of a contract, his contract and becomes a free agent. Let's read the article. Colin Kaepernick is a free agent after opting out of his San Francisco 49ers, con- or, uh, yeah, 49ers contract on Friday. The six-year veteran quarterback who drew particular attention and headlines last season by not standing for the national anthem met with general manager John Lynch and coach Kyle Shanahan before making the move. The Niners aren't ruling out a reunion with Kaepernick. Quote, we left that door open in a very real and positive way. In other words, we would welcome him back. They didn't kick him off the team. He walked away, said, I don't want this. I don't want this money. I don't care. I'm leaving. I'm going away. I don't want anything from you. I'm going to go on to another team. Stunningly, stunningly, not a whole lot of interest in Colin Kaepernick. The guy who's a bad leader. The guy who literally fights took place about how bad he was. People who leave, like Frank Gore, said, I've never been with a quarterback like Andrew Luck. I didn't have anything like that. I never had leadership like that in in San Francisco with Kaepernick or, or Blaine Gabbert. You know, players walking around saying all he did is walk around with his headphones on, and I'm getting sick of it. A guy who hasn't been a good football player since 2012 when he played that one half a year where he was pretty good. Except his stats weren't all that great, but I mean, he looked really good in that whole team that was really good with a really good coach. And everything kind of worked. And then the coach left and the players weren't as good and everything fell apart. And then he left his team after trying to be traded to another team but refuses to take a pay cut because he doesn't want to acknowledge that he's not a very good quarterback. He leaves and probably wants a lot of money because, I mean, that's kind of what we learned about Colin Kaepernick. He won't take pay cuts. He wants $20 million from the AAF, which is hilarious. And stunningly, he couldn't find a job. Isn't that something? One final little tidbit about Mr. Colin Kaepernick. There is a woman on the FBI's most wanted terrorist list by the name of Joanne Chesimard. Let me read a little bit about what the FBI has to say on FBI.gov. On the 40th anniversary of the cold-blooded murder of the New York, uh, the New Jersey State Trooper, the fugitive convict, conv- convicted of killing Joanne Chesimard, has been named an 
F a most wanted terrorist by the FBI. The first woman ever to make a bureau's list of top terrorists. The FBI is offering a reward of up to a million dollars for information directly leading to the arrest of a most wanted terrorist. Joanne Deborah Chesmard, also known as Ashada, Asada Shakur, is the latest addition to the FBI's most wanted terrorist list. This comes on the 40th anniversary of the murder of one, Ches one of Chesmard's victims, a New Jersey State Police trooper. Werner Forrester and his partner pulled over Chesmard and her two accomplices for a motor vehicle violation. He was executed after being shot with two bullets from his deputy weapon, which was ripped from its holster. So what had happened was, uh, this Asada Shakur and her two friends robbed a bank. They got pulled over. They stole the gun from the guy, told him to get down on his knees on the side of the road, and they killed him. Continuing on, Chesmard was a prominent member of the Black Liberation Army. Army, very tired. BLA was responsible for the killing and wounding of more than a dozen law enforcement officers. Chesimard continues to profess her radical anti-U.S. government ideology. Chesimard was convicted of murder but escaped from prison in 1979. Her escape only increased our resolve to bring her back to finish her prison term. Why do I care about Joanne Chesimard? Well, there is a group by the name of Asada's Daughters. Here's from their website. Asada's Daughters is a grassroots intergenerational collective of radical black women located in the city of Chicago. We identify our work as part of the larger Black Lives Matter movement. Our programs aim to escalate, deepen, and sustain this movement for collective liberation. Here is in their About Us section. Asada's Daughters was formed in March 2015 in order to address a shortage in programming and community for women identified uh, young black people in Chicago. Founded, planned, and operated by black women, Asada's Daughters carries on the tradition of radical, liberatory activism, activism encompassed by Asada Shakur. So this is kind of a garbage organization. I mean, I don't care what how great your goal is and who you want to help, when you design it around a radical person who is on the FBI's most wanted list for being a murderer, probably a garbage organization. Again, why do I care about this? Remember when I had said that Colin Kaepernick was donating a bunch of money? Colin Kaepernick gave $25,000 to this organization. This is horrible. I Listen, again, I don't care. I could not care less. Ed Reed and all these guys can do whatever they want. I'm Again, I'm all for positive change. This is horrible. This is terrible. You can't give $25,000 to an organization named after a terrorist murderer who says right in their mission statement that we, we build this around her vision. And by the way, yes, Colin Kaepernick knows exactly who she is. He has retweeted and liked posts saying, Happy birthday to Asada Shakur. He knows. He knows who she is. He knows who Fidel Castro is and has supported him. Colin Kaepernick is off the reservation. And we just want to sit here and talk about kneeling. I don't care about kneeling. I don't care about protesting the national anthem. Again, you want to talk to me about making positive changes, I'm all for it. You want to support mass murderers? You want to support terrorists? You've got some serious issues going on in your life. And whatever issues he's got, I'm hoping he takes this settlement money and goes out and gets it resolved. He does not belong in the NFL. This is terrible. You want to try to defend this? Listen, if you want to defend Ed Reed, if you want to defend everybody else, please do it. I'm right there with you. Absolutely. People should do whatever they want. Hey, free country, peace, love, hope, the whole nine yards. 
I will not ever support this person. And it has nothing to do with the color of his skin, and it has nothing to do with kneeling for the national anthem. He is a terrible quarterback. He is a terrible teammate. There are some very questionable things he has done off the field, including that young lady who I mentioned woke up in a hospital after consuming a lot of drugs with men walking in and out of that room. She doesn't know what's going on. Supporting Fidel Castro, who is a mass-murdering psychopath. Supporting Asada Shakur and this organization in Chicago. This is horrible stuff. So I don't want to hear any more about Colin Kaepernick. And I'm tired of beating around the bush about Colin Kaepernick. I'm over it. I'm not going to sit here and talk about, well, you know, maybe he should get a shot. No. Garbage. Garbage. He's a bad person. He's not even a good person who just isn't a good quarterback. And he's not a bad person for taking a knee during the national anthem. He's a bad person for all the things I just laid out. I think he's a selfish person who only cares about himself. After all the stuff he's done, he goes out and decides he's going to sue the NFL for trying to oppress him? Give me a break. You're a joke. This whole thing is a joke. And everybody knows it. Again, do I have to go through the list of people that have knelt and are currently in the NFL? Right? I'm pretty sure Marshawn Lynch. How about the entire Seattle Seahawks team who decided not to come out for the national anthem and released a press conference saying, this is because of oppression? An entire team. You've got the the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry Jones taking a knee. Everybody's doing it, man. Nobody cares. Colin Kaepernick is not in the NFL because he did something that the NFL doesn't like. It has nothing to do with it, and you know that. And if you say that you don't know that, you're lying. He's a garbage quarterback who has done horrible, not just questionable, this is evil stuff. Fidel Castro is an evil human being, and you want to wear a t-shirt with his face on it? That's sick. And you want to get into an argument with a guy who fled Cuba, who fled a killing field in Cuba, and you want to argue with him about literacy rates? I don't know if he's misguided, if he's dumb, or if he's just a horrible person, but I don't want him on my team. I don't want him on my team. I don't want him in the NFL. Do I need to say anything else? We've gone from Day one, when he was he showed out to be a great quarterback, and the entire downfall leading up to him essentially having lost his mind, beyond indefensible. I mean, you want to talk about somebody punching a woman that is indefensible. You can't do that. You don't belong in the NFL. You, you got the Francois guy over in the University of Florida that got kicked out of the program for, for beating a young lady for throwing things in his house. That guy should never be... He should spend the rest of his life in jail for all I care. He's a piece of garbage. I don't have a problem saying that bad people are bad people, and I don't have a problem saying Colin Kaepernick is one of them. Take your money and go away. I'm done with it. You want to support the stuff he's done? By all means. But I don't think that's a hill that anybody should want to die on. You want to support social justice and social change? Please do so. Do not support Colin Kaepernick. Anyways, there you go. That's my pent-up Colin Kaepernick rage being unleashed because I'm so sick of hearing about that guy. And again, I do mean on both sides, even though I do fall in the camp of, no, he doesn't belong in the NFL. It's both sides who want to sit here and talk about the flag and sit here and talk about kneeling and, and protesting and all this stuff. You're fo- everybody's focused on the wrong stuff, and it drives me insane. So we're going to talk about the real issues. So we did. And every single one of those issues is very real. And they're very accurate. And you can fact check any single one of them. That last bit of information, that was from Snopes. They graded it as true. It did happen. Very real. 
So anyways, it's the last time I'm talking about him, and now you know where I'm at on it. You folks enjoy your day. Talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk about some Packers stuff. Have a good one. Bye-bye.